Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week is a little weird for me because we are remote, but I'm still not even in my own house. I am house slash dog sitting at my parents' house in the suburbs. It is awesome to be in a house again and not just a small apartment. Love having my dogs around. I've missed them a lot. Uh, We got Johnny and, or no, no, we got Eric and Nick on because Johnny is doing some secret dragon stuff and I have no idea what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He he said he's going to Mexico, but like he didn't even say it. He just said the motherland. And it's like, I've got some insider info, so don't worry. Oh, okay. I was like, we're just assuming Mexico, but it's like when we played golf, me and Nick, when we played golf with him, it's just the man's an enigma. Like, I, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know, like, what he's really about, and we spend a lot of time with him, which I think is funny. But, yeah, so we got Johnny out for I don't even know how long. Secret Dragon. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, we got Masters Talk, uh, College Basketball Championship. We do got a little Bears Talk. Uh, and then for timeout, we got I, – I can't get away from it. We got OnlyFans Talk. We got <laughs> – this only fans one blew my mind. Uh, what else do we got for timeout? I don't remember. But because I'm in my hometown, I am going to do, or the rank is uh, top local restaurants from your hometown. So without any further ado, get right to it. Look, take it from the, uh, from the tippy top there. Presents Beer League. Okay, guys, welcome back. Uh, how was everyone's week? Let's start with beer. Did you smoke anything? Um, no, not not this weekend. Um, well, actually, so I like what I did was is I I warmed up a bunch of like really fancy, um, not really fancy, but like just made a bunch of vegetables and I made a bunch of like sausages and stuff in the smoker so it wasn't too crazy um on my end um honestly just kept it chill this weekend watched a lot of white Sox. it's just nice baseball's back and it's like there there was a lull after football and it's like finally like our teams are playing again so it's Mm -hmm. time to it's time to start focusing on that a little bit yeah, um, I'll go next. My week was good. Um, I played. I've played golf every day. I took today off, but I played every day since Saturday, and I've had the most like golf you could ever do. On Saturday, I shot ninety six, which I haven't shot that high in about ten years. Oof, that's what I shoot then on a good day. The very next day, I shot eighty two, which I was like, wow, a lot better. And then the day after that, I shot 74, two over. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then the next day, I shot one over on the front, five over on the back. And I was just like, where? I was like, what happened to Saturday? I was like, how am I? I didn't change anything. It's not like I took a lesson. I just, I don't know what happened. Um, so I've, I've been playing a lot of golf. Uh, me and my dad went out on Monday and Tuesday. And we... We're playing 18 holes in an average of two hours and four minutes. It's amazing. Oof. Just really cooking out there. How are you able to cook uh, so fast? 
Um, I mean, it was just two people. We had the course wide open. Mm. It's just me and my dad play pretty fast. Yeah. I don't think we play fast. It's just we weren't, like, looking for balls. We weren't, like, going out of bounds or anything. And, I, I mean, I shot 74, so yeah, one of the days. that so helps. A lot of fairways and a lot of greens. Um, and then I watched a lot of baseball. I do have a little gripe with baseball, but I'll wait until after this. Um, and, yeah, that's it. And then i just been at my parents' house all week. Um, so yeah, how was your week, Nick? Uh, so I've had a fairly eventful week and weekend. I feel like I updated you guys on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Um, so last week I was, uh, away from my apartment because my, uh, roommate was worried he might have COVID. Uh, I think I told you guys he does not. I ended up coming back to my apartment eventually. So that was a big homecoming. Oh, on Thursday I went to, um, Twin Anchors in Old Town to get some ribs. Oof. Best ribs in the city. Best ribs in the city. And then we went to the um, um, immersive Van Gogh experience, which I wish Johnny was here because I want to talk to him about it because he said it was cool. And we were all just kind of like, I went with my girlfriend, my sister and brother-in-law, and we were all just kind of like, oh, that was different than what we were expecting. Uh, And for $60, it was pretty pricey. Um, But on Saturday, I spent all day smoking some um, Mm -hmm. pulled pork which I sent you guys plenty of pictures and videos of. It turned out really good. It was, it was so nice. Was it, was it the world's best? Uh, so we didn't quite follow like the step-by-step recipe that my uh, girlfriend's dad recommended. We kind of did our own. We, we took some stuff from him, but did our own. I think it turned out pretty good. I think uh, it was me and my buddy Brian, and but we've already decided that we're gonna be smoking meats like all summer because all we did was just sit out, <laughs> sit out there all day. We we each smoked two cigars. He brought his TV out on the porch so we can watch all the basketball games. We were betting on the games, drinking, eating all day. It was like, this is perfect. This is this is what living's all about. So I understand why beer's been so fond of it for so long. You know, like in the like when you're you know you have a weekend and you know have a bunch of friends in Minnesota. You know, you can go and sit out on the porch and smoke some meat, and it'll be it'll be all it'll all be okay. You know, <laughs> it, it's genius though because it's like hard to fuck it up too bad. Like, uh-huh. well, you guys know what you're doing now. So I'm saying, like, if you were a novice, you could fuck it up. But like, both of you guys have done it before in beer. I know you're doing a lot, so it's like I feel like it's almost muscle memory at this point. But you can still like spin zone it where it's like you like do what Nick did and like pull out the TV, pull out the chairs start gambling and stuff and then like if anyone's like hey like do you want to go out be like whoa whoa i'm cooking here yeah i can't move i can't leave this unwatched and it's like don't you just like let it cook for a while i'm like whoa 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 it's not that easy like even if it is that easy you have a built-in excuse like whoa 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 the meat's on smoker i can't let this stuff burn exactly so i i love it it gives you like a free pass to just be a degenerate but it's like and then you feed everyone and they're like wow you really worked hard today and you're like yeah, I'm two cigars deep. <laughs> yeah, like seven or eight bucks beers. Because this team didn't cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. I want to. I would love to get into. Yeah, you're you're definitely welcome. In the city, it's hard for me because you guys have seen my patio. Yeah, you're and, definitely uh, welcome to come join over at my buddy Brian's place. He actually lives relatively close to you over on Southport. Um, cause we oh, were, perfect. we were thinking about people we could call, like all of our friends are like old and married or have moved and everything like that. So we need to bring in some new people. So, so there you go. You guys are more than welcome. Uh, that's, that's what I like to hear. So Ooh, if you oh. need help on a weekend that I'm home, you know, yes. you need help smoking some meat. When are you coming <laughs> home? Yeah, I absolutely do. <laughs> I'll have to actually see. Yeah. 
I, I did forget to mention something. I played a poker game for the first time in got to be over a year. Um, we played on that donk house. Nick yep. said he's going to invite me to his group. Uh, still waiting on that. But we played with a couple of friends. We played with like nine of us last night. Dude, so much fun. We hopped on a Discord. We were able to talk to each other. Um, that site is a little wonky. I mean, there's a lot of big hands to big hands. Um, I won 152 bucks, so I'm, I'm pumped about that. Um, it wasn't very hard though, because no one in that game would fold. And I flopped the nuts three different times and got it all in with just everyone calling. And I was like, I have the best possible hand. What could you guys possibly have? People were calling with like middle pair, bottom pair, straight <laughs> draws. I was like, okay. Um, dude, there's so like, that was there's a yeah. cur- there's a curve. There's like a multi like hand curve that you have to play when you're on Donk House. Like usually if you're playing like a normal like with a standard deck of cards, it's like, oh, a pair on the board is probably going to win. On Donk House it's like, nah, you need at least like two pair or three of a kind in order to feel comfortable. And every time you think you've got it, like, oh man, Donk House gave me like a flush on the flop, then there's somebody else who's got fucking full house over there that you weren't expecting. So it's a little wonky, but it makes for like a super like fun and like back and forth game. And like, I mean, we've had multiple guys who have had uh, four of a kind on there regularly. We saw a um, Royal Flush last year. Like it's stuff that shouldn't happen that just does. And it's like, ah, that was crazy. So it makes it fun. The, uh, the first hand that I won my big hand, I had... What did I had? Oh, I had pocket aces, and the flop came two ten ten, and the guy bet like four bucks into it, like a one dollar pot, and so I raised them all in, and he just snap calls. I'm like, ah, oh, crap! I misread that. He, he's got a ten. He called me with just ace high. Oh. And I was like, you just called me with ace high for sixty bucks, and he's like, I thought you didn't have anything. And I was like, but you don't have anything. I was like, you you also don't have anything, and then. He's one of the guys that like proceeded to tell me why my play was really bad. And then he kept saying, he was like, well, that's a really bad play because people with worse hands wouldn't call you. And I just kept saying, but you called me with a worse hand. So your logic is, (laughs) your logic is flawed. I don't understand. But it it was fun. Like being in a discord talking, uh, we, we played a smaller game, but just people were rebuying like crazy and going all in like crazy. We were only playing 2550 cents. And I don't know, it escalated quickly. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about baseball. So baseball. Wait, I'm, you, like, you're just gonna God, cut me off. On, you're just gonna cut me off on my weekend. I wasn't even done. Oh, you. That, I only got oh, to yeah, Saturday. Yeah. I only got to Saturday. Sunday, I went to the right, Cubs I'll... Cubs game. Monday, I went to the Cubs game. Yesterday, <laughs> I got vaccinated. That was the rest of my weekend. <laughs> oh, hey. oh, Joe yeah. just cuts me I, off. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> I thought the brisket was or the pulled pork was on Sunday. That's my bad. Uh, no, I okay. was going to text you. Were you at the game on Tuesday? Uh, I was not. Or No, I, I wasn't on Tuesday. I was there Sunday and Monday. Okay. I was going to text you because I saw your doppelganger because I, I was watching the game. Oh, really? It looked very much like you. I mean, then again, it's like on TV, but he like had had the same beard, the similar facial to you. Good looking guy. And I was just like, I paused it and I was like staring at the screen. My dad's like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I think that's Nick. And I was gonna text you, and I was like, I was like, but I knew he was going on Monday, and I was like, would he go back to back days? I don't know if he has tickets. And I was like, trying to like Sherlock's Holmes it. I was just like, is this him? 
but I don't know why I didn't text you. I was saying you could have texted me, or did you take a picture of the guy so I can see how much he looks like me? I did not. Oh. I got it recorded on uh, the GBR, <laughs> so I could just go back. It's, it's not we were, that important. We were playing golf when it was on. We oh, came okay. back and rewatched it. Um, but I do still have it on the DVR. Um, yeah. All right. So continuing with baseball, I love that it's back. I'm having a blast watching it. I'm really enjoying it. I think people think that baseball's too slow. I disagree with that because like the explosive innings are electric. Like you might only get one out of nine innings, but like it's nuts. Cause like you see two to three runs in an inning and you get jacked and baseball is a real big, like teaser. Like if you get, uh, the leadoff man on first, you, your mind starts going into crazy places. You're like, this guy's going to steal. Then it's going to be, you know, the next guy get walks, then three shot home run. And then we're going to come back in this game. It never happens really. Uh, but the <laughs> sometimes only, it does though. Sometimes that's that's it does. what it is. That's... Yeah. <laughs> the only issue I have with baseball and I want to hear your guys' opinion is the new extra innings starting with a guy on second pisses me off. I yeah. hate it. Go ahead, beer. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's just, they don't have the game. I, I got I like I kind of understood it for last season because they were like kind of jamming a season together and like keeping that it. That to me made sense. Like like I get they want to end the games quick because they got to play another game like the next day. Um, but this is like they keep it for the 162 game season. Um, it's a it's a concern for me. Um, I just you know I like to keep the integrity. You know you have time. You want to play the games the way they're meant to be played. I think that's the beautiful thing about baseball. It's like the game isn't changing on like a hundred years. Like let's keep the changes to an absolute minimum, you know? Yeah. Cause I completely agree with what you said. Like last year, only 60 something games. Cool with the, you know, they even did the seven inning double headers. I didn't hate that guy on second. I was like, I get it. The full season guy on second is just bonkers. Yeah, I, yeah. I, so I don't like the rule either. I, and again, I think you guys have said, it, I think I get what they're trying to do to limit the, the pitching that goes into extra innings. I think what would make more sense is like, you know how in like, uh, hockey or soccer, like they'll play like an overtime period or two overtime periods and then they'll go to a shootout. Like, I feel like this is like baseball's equivalent of a shootout. It's like, okay. You play, so like if they were to do like a 10th and 11th inning where they would do no runner on second base and then by like the 12th inning, like, all right, we're going to start putting a runner on second base because we want to end the game and not like kill people, then I think it would make more sense. I love it. I really agree with that. <laughs> I, I think that is a, a really good take. That makes it see that I would be totally fine with. Yeah, and it would be like something like a shootout where you get away with it in the playoffs, where it wouldn't exist in the playoffs. And there's, there's, I feel like there's so few games first that go to extras and second that go like past, you know, a ten or eleven innings as it is. Like how many? There's maybe like once a year. I feel like in the Cubs season where it's like, oh, they played eighteen innings last night or something ridiculous, and it's like, yeah, they shouldn't play that because then that messes up the pitching. It messes up all the guys. Cause they're up until like 1am and everything like that. So like just limit it at least a little bit, but with not completely changing like extra innings for the rest of the game too. Mm-hmm. I think you just fixed it. We yeah. need to listen to me. We need to get in the commissioner's commissioner and be like MLB. We, we fixed it. People are angry, but we, we got it. 
Simple. You let them play for two innings. That's I like it. Yeah. I think that's actually a really good idea. Because then it's like, we gave you a try. It <laughs> didn't go well. We're going to get, it's like putting the bumpers up on bowling. Like, uh, you had a rough <laughs> frame. But this last two, we're going to give you a little help. Yeah. No gutter balls. Yeah. No gutter you're going to get, you're, you might get a strike. Who knows? You might get one pin, but it's going to be better than what you got the first eight frames. Yeah. It's a good analogy. I like that. Uh, Another thing about baseball, I love the six game into it. Um, you just got sports talk radio calling teams absolute garbage and <laughs> the best team in the MLB. Like it is great. I love it. Uh, I was listening to the Red Sox uh, announcers, and they were like, "You know what? It's just like a. It's just like not the start we wanted. It's, you know, it's honestly terrible." And they're three and three, which I love that they're five hundred six games in. <laughs> And people are just like, we got to burn it down. We, we, we got to do something. And it's like the same thing with the Sox and the Cubs. The Cubs hitting, they don't know. I'm convinced that they didn't do any BP for like eight months. Because they look bad. The White Sox lost their first game. So did the Cubs. And everyone's just like, here we go. You know, White Sox mm-hmm. had a bunch of hype. And now they just look like duds. And you're like, huh. There's 161 games left. Like that's a lot of games yep. left. Yeah, it's it's funny. You know, the White Sox are three and four right now. Um, you know, we lost the first game, won the second game, lost the third game, and it was like Shohei Otani came in and like threw 100 miles an hour and then hit a home run like that same game. And it was like, oh my god, this dude's so good. Like just playing against us. And then like I like the fun beginning of the season storylines. I mean, like I know like. A lot of it's weird because like the White Sox fans are different than like Red Sox. You know, Red Sox are all in right now. They gotta compete and they gotta go win. The White Sox are like, you know, we've come up from a rebuild, so like a, a medium start is like it's not too bad. I feel good. The case of the Yips, it's whatever. Our bullpen is not performing the way that they should, and so it was like, it's where it's funny watching that, and then you see like Yerman Mercedes for us go eight for eight to start the season. <laughs> which was like absolutely insane. He got one at bat last year. It was his first ever at bat in the MLB. He was 27 years old. He had been like through all the minor leagues, had played in like independent ball, and then starts the MLB this season, goes eight for eight, hits home run, two doubles, six RBIs. Like it's insane. It was like so funny to watch to the point where I think they designated our Andrew Vaughn, like our DH. They're going to like designate him down to go back to AAA because now we have this DH that this is like, popped up out of nowhere where he was really good. He was a really good hitter in the minors, but we never known ever gave him a shot at the MLB. So it's like really fun, like seeing those storylines where like players will come out of nowhere, like right to start the season super hot. Is he not good enough to be a starter? So like he wasn't a good enough fielder. Like he played catcher, but like he was like a Schwarber, right? So like um, we <laughs> played him at DH and like that's, yeah, he's going to be our full-time DH. Like that's what it's looking like right now because we already kind of knew he was going to be a good hitter. We didn't know how he'd be at the MLB level, but like we're already seeing that he's on fire right now. So um, we're going to keep him there. Um, and then like it allows our young hitter, Andrew Vaughn, who's like the number two prospect in the MLB right now for hitting, just like he's an absolute stud hitter, just like go progress. Like he was hitting fine these first couple games, but like you can go in AAA and progress. So it's like kind of fun to watch the season start. Um, like with like a longer term than just last year, which is like, you know, go crazy for 60 games. It's nasty how much that 
Kyle Schwarber take really hit home. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's very true. Every time I see him in the outfield, I freak out, and people are like, dude, it's left field. It doesn't really matter. I'm like, but the man is a true liability. Like, dude. He, is a liability out there. He's, I know it's he's a serviceable, position, but him himself scares me. You should have watched the past couple games with Andrew Vaughn in left field. I was like, I like for all the shit I talked about <laughs> Kyle Schwarber being in left field. Watch our like number two prospect, who's really just a first baseman. He's never played outfield in his life before. Get thrown out there like left field on opening day. No, no it was the second second game this season. Like this poor child. Like he's running out <laughs> around there like. He made like a spectacular catch and he was just backing up and just leaned back and caught it. And it was like, <laughs> you know, careful. <laughs> so it's, it's funny. We went from Eloy, who's like a liability to like Andrew Vaughn, who's like, he's never played left field. <laughs> that That's what yeah. like, I, I thought people gave Schwarber too much shit for, uh, with the Cubs was that he had never played left field before. And then he got thrown in there. He didn't get brought up until like July of that season. And then all of a sudden we're in the playoffs and he's like getting thrown out there in left field, like expected to make plays. And everybody's like, this guy sucks. It's like, he's never played it before. You know, six months ago he was in college playing catcher. Now he's up here at the major leagues playing for a playoff team. Um, but beer, the other thing you were saying reminded me of, uh, one of my favorite White Sox players of all time, Carlos Quentin, came oh, yeah. came out of nowhere, had a great season, and then got paid. I love I love the players that like just are a little bit older, have never been heard of before, and then have like one good season, and then they get like a big contract, and they're like, "Yep, that's that's my money for my career." And like, I I don't think Carlos had as good of a season as that one with the White Sox. I think he had a couple like decent ones though, but I just kind of love like the you catch the wave right and you could uh make a career out of it a little bit. That reminds me of like Castellanos this year. Like I don't know if he'll ever get paid as much as he did this like past contract when everyone was bidding for him. So like but he's getting because he rode the wave with the Cubs a little bit, now he's paid. Yeah. So he's he's been playing cool really well though. I mean, he played pretty he's well really good. in yeah. the short <laughs> season last year. He played well for the Cubs. He's playing he's off to a hot start this year. I think he's just legitimately a good player. Uh the last thing I want to say about baseball, then we can move on. The fact that the Cubs just traded away all their pitchers and everyone's like, Well, you just you, you gotta know that just means they must got hot bats in practice, like those bats, the balls loose this year, and then we just come out, we can't swing shit. You want to know something nuts? This is how crazy the Cubs have been hitting. So the roster's batting or uh, batting average is .153. The pitchers in the National League are batting a .162. So the pitchers of the National League are hitting better than the Cubs. So that hurts. Uh, like I said, Cubs had ten, to the ten hits today, though. So, they had ten hits today, so something like that. That that was good today. Yeah, I've been watching and just it's brutal. Give it time. I just thought that was a, that was a stat when they brought it up, and I was like, that that's just something you don't need to bring up. Like that, you don't need to bring that up. Yeah, I get it that it's bad, but you don't need to bring that up. Um, all right, let's talk a uh, little NCAA championship. Gonzaga very close to the perfect season. They came up short. Uh, Baylor looked crazy. They really looked like bears out there. They were mm-hmm. mauling people. They were stealing the ball. I think Timmy had like, I don't know. He got so he got the ball stolen a lot. I, at least like three or four times. Uh, they just looked awesome. 
which is crazy because I we had Gonzaga. Uh, I liked Gonzaga. Gonzaga looked good. But I think the worst part about this is the Gonzaga-UCLA game was so much better than the championship game. That was one of the I, best games I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. my God, dude, it was nuts. Yeah. It was it was insane. It was so much fun to watch about two schools that I don't give a crap about. Yeah, it was perfect. I The bet that I had on on Saturday was uh, parlay for overs in both games. And the the first game barely hit. And then the second game, they're when they're running back and forth, it's like they each scored like 15 points in the first five minutes or something like that. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to hit this for sure. But that was just <laughs> so crazy. Like, sitting on my buddy's patio and he lives a few doors down from a bar that has like an outdoor patio and we could hear people yelling and we were on a slight delay so like every time they would yell we'd be like oh shit what's gonna happen so at the very end of the game in overtime we heard them yelling and we thought that they were yelling for um the ucla guys put back which was an awesome play but then three seconds later banking in a, a half court shot to win the game was unbelievable dude it was awesome it was crazy that I, I do wonder playing that hard of a game if that hooks them out of them. There is a rumor going around that Gonzaga bought six cases of champagne to be delivered before the game. And I saw a lot of people hating on him for that. I like it. Dude, speak it into existence. Like, you don't want those. It's the championship game. You want to think about how you can lose? No, do everything in your power to manifest a win. Like, all right, guys, we're going to come back in here. Because I don't think they were overlooking them at all. I think it was just like, hey, I want to rile up my guy. We just played a long, tough game against an 11 seed. We're about to go up a true one seed. Uh, the craziest part is they were supposed to play earlier in the league, Gonzaga versus Baylor, but it got canceled due to COVID. So we never got to see the first battle. So I think everyone still was like, ah, Gonzaga, you know, 30-0 and or 31-0, and you know. I mean, Gonzaga looked great. It's just Baylor, dude. Whoever number 12 is shooting those threes, insane. He That guy has never met a shot that he didn't like. Behind the <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> he was shooting nonstop. Yeah, um, pretty, I don't know. The way too early. Yeah. Uh, did we do we know how, how our bracket did? Uh, we had Gonzaga losing in the championship game, which was good. It's but Illinois. then we had U of I winning it all, so... <laughs> Our bracket was busted about Sister Saturday, Jean ruined it. Saturday at like noon. Yeah. It, <laughs> Saturday at like noon. If somebody's going to ruin it, might as well be Sister Jean. I, I will say, I though, I so I filled out two brackets on my own. One I put into a, um, uh, a group bracket pool, which I did not do well in. The other one I kind of just clicked through really quick. I ended up getting... Uh, in the 99.5 percentile on ESPN. Check that out. Wow. I know. Wow. I didn't really notice it until the last weekend because I hadn't been looking at it at all. I just filled it out real quick. And I was Damn, like, dude. I, I know. I was like, God, why didn't I put this one out? And some money. Yeah. I had three out of the four final four, right? And then I had the whole, you know, final game and everything, which is obviously the biggest part. But like, damn, I need to like not pay attention more often. Good. Dude, I feel like the less you know, the better you do in brackets. I really believe that. For I feel sure. like the more you could just go off of like, wow, like UNC a couple years ago was pretty good. They're probably still pretty good. And you're like, I don't know. I like that. Um, I right, beer. Do we have any bears talk? Anything um, going on? I mean, like 
there was a report that Anthony Miller was getting shopped. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see what that turns into. But the biggest thing here, I still think, is everyone's like upset about the quarterback position. So, um, with San Francisco trading up, the question now is who's San Francisco going to take? Um, the reports are they they say Mac Jones. This is like a Daniel Jones situation. I'm like, you guys are going to take Daniel Jones. Uh, so um, I'm sitting back and I'm like kind of thinking if Justin Fields falls, like I'm going to lose my mind. Like it's going to be <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be um, Zach, Wilson. Zach Wilson. And then Mac, if Mac Jones goes number three, like man pace, like I could see a trade up to number four, like the the Falcons are trying well, to trade out too. like, I don't know. The, uh, the mock draft has, Mel Kuyper's whatever point now. He's always doing thousands, it feels like. Yep. Uh, whatever job. one he's on, it's he has uh he has fields going eleventh. Hmm. Oh man. And we we can, we could we could trade up to eleven. We could trade up. We can get yeah. to number ten. Yeah, we can leapfrog whoever's gonna take him at eleven. We could easily get, I bet we could get to ten. I bet we could get to ten. So I don't know. I feel like 11? fields if Fields is available, like guys, it's, this is like use your brain. Don't overthink it. Like, if he drops, it's gonna be crazy. Like, like he should not be dropping. It's just because we've talked about him versus Trevor Lawrence for years, and it's like boring now for just for Justin Fields. Like Trevor Lawrence is always the clear number one, so we haven't talked about him at all. And then Zach Wilson comes out of nowhere for one year and has an amazing, amazing like two years. So I don't know. I just. Like, don't overthink it. Like, if he's available, like, he should be going one or two. Like, <laughs> Zach Wilson looks like a stud, though. Yeah. He I looks think good. Zach Wilson looks good. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I don't really like him until this week. He skipped medicals in, uh, in Indianapolis to go get married and go to the Masters. So I like him now. That's awesome. Well, like, he knows really he's going good. number one. I mean, like, what? Yeah. What are you gonna prove to anybody? Like, I, I love that though, where he's like, "Yeah, I gotta get a." Also, what a baller move that the same weekend as your wedding, you're gonna be like, "Hey, babe, I'm about to go. I'm about to go to Augusta, get a mm-hmm. pimento cheese sandwich." Um, yeah, the Justin Fields thing slipping to 11, that will be one where in two years we go. You remember how he sl- he's like fell to 11th? Like, I feel like that's the one. I do like Justin Fields. I know he had a couple of bad games, but he's a very, like, athletic guy. I think he could be molded still. He's not at his prime. He's very smart. I, I, just, I think he's got a lot I of intelligence as well, a lot of football IQ. you think he's better IQ. than Mac Jones, though? I mean, it's tough to say because Mac Jones was in a fantastic offense um, and, like, one of the best of all time. And he had some great receivers that he was throwing to. Um, and, you know, Ohio State had a lot fewer games, um, had, yeah. had a lot less time to kind of prep because they weren't sure if the season was going to happen or what it, what it was going to look like or anything. So chalk a lot of that up. And, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, Justin Fields still played well. Ohio State still had a decent season, you know, went to the national championship and everything. So I don't really think that they're that much different. Yeah, I mean, like... I I just think like 
Justin Fields is like the primo dual threat. Like it's not he's not a running quarterback. Like he can actually do both and like at a high level. I felt like Mitch could do both, but like could never get like over the hump with the passing game. I feel like Justin Fields is already a good passer that is just a super athlete as well. Like like he's just I don't know. I could I could see like him doing very well in the NFL just based on everything he's done this far. So I don't know. I'll, I, we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. But like if Mac Jones, like if they overthink it and take Mac Jones and he doesn't work out, like 49ers, like they're going to get some shit for a while. So um, I'll, I'll happily take. And like if it forces pace to like take whatever quarterback like is not his choice, that might be even a better situation for us. Like who knows if pace had his choice, he might take Mac Jones number one. Like we have no idea. Whoever he likes, scratch him off. I think that's how she got right. So like whoever's <laughs> left over is like whoever's forced into pace taking, like might be a better option than whoever pace was thinking. Yeah. You know? I like it. I like it. Page <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll take uh, the scraps. Let's, uh, let's head over to timeouts or timeout. Where? <laughs> On the podcast. Oh, can I first say real quick that, uh, yeah. that Yerman Mercedes guy, um, for the white Sox on our bet today, he just hit a 485-foot home run. Um, that is the third farthest hit home run in White Sox history. That's the guy who went what? eight for eight to start the year. <laughs> 485 feet? Yes. There's only Frank Thomas's farther, and then some random dude in Cow Borchard in, like, 2011 did it. What? What's the score? It's four to, uh, four to nothing. There we go. We like that. Um, mm-hmm. All right, the first thing in timeout is going to be the only fans one. I got to talk about it. So uh, <laughs> I found out a real name, Daniel, Danielle Bergoli. You might know her better as the Catch Me Outside girl. She just turned 18. She started an OnlyFans, and I guess she like went oh, no. on her social media and was like, hey, I'm doing OnlyFans. I, actually, I didn't see the post, but I'm just guessing that's what it was. Uh, she made a million dollars in six hours. In oh, my six God. hours? Damn. A million dollars in six hours. She doesn't have to work forever now. That's awesome. Dude, she's already a millionaire. Can you, like, here's my thing. I think it's super creepy that she made so much money because that means a lot of people were, like, waiting for this day. Yeah, like, right after she turned 18. 18. Jeez. I have a weird feeling like there's, like, OnlyFans veterans now out there that are like, oh, like, I remember that meme. Like, yeah, I'll throw some money at that. Like, that's what I think, like, people (laughs) are now. I got OnlyFans. Like, oh, yeah, like, I'll I'll throw some money at that, too. I'll take some. Like, now I feel like it's like they've become desensitized or it's not that big of a deal to subscribe to to an OnlyFans account, you know? Uh, That's a good point. Uh, (laughs) A million dollars in six hours is insane. It is crazy. Imagine she did that for a year, you know? Yeah. My thing is... Just keep it going. She's going to be a billionaire. If you just did it for a month, like the length of the subscriptions, and then she quit, she still has a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's in her pocket now and forever. That's unbelievable. That is just crazy to me. Uh, it's also like, like you said, it's re- it's really weird in a lot of ways that yeah, she turned eighteen and then immediately <laughs> went and did that, and that people were like, just, yeah, I'll pay for it, it. Yeah, there's like something not great about that. 
So when I saw this thing, I just said, oh, the Catch Me Outside girl. And then her name was up there, and I was like, oh, who the hell's this? I didn't even, like, put two and two together that they were the same person at first. I was like, who is – oh, and she also goes by Bad uh, bad Baby. Or no, Bad Barbie. No. Oh. I think it's Bad Baby. Bad Baby? Oh, no. Bad Baby. I don't know. Her, hmm. her rap name <laughs> Interesting. is, like, Bad <laughs> – it's either bad Barbie or bad baby. It she she has a rap career, um. So I was thinking. So I got into her music because I was thinking like, what? Who has listened to her music? Glad you asked. Uh, her like least listened to song on YouTube is like sixty million views. I don't understand what the world is. I don't understand it anymore. Um, I'm more upset, or I'm not obsessed. I'm more upset that fifty million people have listened to her music than her making a million dollars. Uh, Both are pretty well, unbelievable, though. She is she is now she just turned eighteen. She is a music star. She is a meme, and she is a uh, I guess we could say model. Like that that's pretty good I think for that's putting it nice. Yeah, it, sure, model, sure, yeah. model. It, that's but you list you list off that resume. That's good for anybody at the end of their life. And she's just she's just getting started. So it. Pretty impressive. Could you imagine having making a million dollars in six hours as an eighteen-year-old? The stuff I would buy would be the dumbest stuff in the world. Oh my god! It's an eighteen-year-old with a million dollars. <laughs> that should be illegal. Yeah. Honestly, it should be illegal. <laughs> I'm thinking like jet skis, and I live like I grew up in Palatine, Illinois. There wasn't a lake or a body of water anywhere near me. Like I'm thinking jet skis. I'm thinking it's weird. A tank came to mind. Like not like any, like bullets. I just like well, I would love to like pull up to the McDonald's drive-through and have to pop up the gunner door and just be like, yeah, I'll take a look at McChicken and McDouble. That is a scary thing. It's I don't think in the history of like celebrities it has ever gone well when you make a ton of money when you're young. No, so I, I hope she I hope she does good. Has it? Uh, I wonder. Child well, I think stars. Zac Efron's doing well right now. Like you can think of like a couple people that Elijah been... Wood, he's doing okay. Macaulay Culkin, he kind of dropped off, but he's I think but he's coming back. He's relatively stable. Yeah, he went to rehab for two years though, and then he got he's... back on his feet. He's coming back. He's good now. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying like there's always like a little dip. Like Zach Efron had that whole thing where he he was like being a little bit of a dick for a while. But I, how do you not like have your head explode? Like get too big of a head when you're ma- worth so much money at such a young age. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> your head basically already exploded, and you weren't like you didn't have a million dollars in your pocket Dude, in middle school. Like, if if like, I had a million dollars tomorrow, my head would explode. I would be like, I I don't know what to do with this. I'd be giving out money. It'd be like, let's go out to the nicest dinner possible. I've got a million dollars. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Dude, also, one of the craziest things is she got a million dollars before doing anything. Does she have to do anything? Like, does she have to post? To to get money? I don't know. That's a question. Like, everyone already paid for the subscription. Does she have to, like, post a picture? Does she just get the money? I mean, she probably doesn't have to. She might. I don't know, actually. Then people won't renew their subscriptions if she doesn't keep posting. Well, she, she made needs a million month. dollars. That's yeah. the thing. She made a million dollars in six hours, and from people initially subscribing, 
she keeps them going. That's like a million dollars a month. She's got a taste now. She's got a taste of the money. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, it's gonna be, it's gonna just escalate. I feel like she she should do the just Dan's idea of it just being like photos of stuff, like a normal Instagram <laughs> page, but just for OnlyFans. Just be like, here's my dog today. Here's my morning smoothie, and people being like, wow, I can't believe I spent thirty dollars. Um, that's enough OnlyFans though. Uh, the next one is let's go with. Okay, this one I'm actually pretty excited for. Uh, the Powderpuff Girls are doing a live-action TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, that that used to be... I loved that show. Great show. Uh, I think it's going to be a little wacky. It's on the CW. I, is that Warner Brothers, I think? I'm not sure. But if they make it into like a, uh, a superhero-type show, I'm into it. I like the cartoon, so I'll give it a watch. Well, the CW has done all those other um, shows like Green Arrow and um, what are oh, that's CW? I, I thought like Green Arrow and Flash and stuff like that were all like CW shows, oh, like superhero like ones. Shows. Yeah, so they've they've had. Ex- I've never really watched any of them, but they've had experience with it before. So that'd be weird, though. I don't know how. I mean, I watch it. I just can't really picture it being live action because it was so you know cartoony. So all the all the actors are adults, though, which I think is going to be a little weird because, like, in my mind, they're still the little kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh. Yeah, but I thought I, I just thought that was very interesting. I didn't see that being a show they made live action. So now I'm picturing it being like a um, like a like a dark HBO sh- type show where it's like like you said they're grown up and they've you know like one of them had like a drug addiction that she's overcome or trying to get past or something like that like one of them like blossom is like a perfectionist and goes into the corporate world or something like that and like they've left crime behind them and it's like dark and gritty i think that's where the money is and then the monkey comes back and they have to go mojo back jojo <laughs> oh my god are you kidding me Dude, mojo, mojo jojo, jojo of course nick you are firing on all cylinders right now we need to put you in a think tank the... Uh, lock yourself in a room for like 24 hours and just write all these ideas down because you're murdering it. I right? will. The I'm buying everything you're selling. They they had some great villains. What were some of the other villains on that show? I remember there being some other guns. Mojo Jojo's great. Well, it was it wasn't there was. I really, really know the they had the rowdy rough boys at one point. Um, There's one guy who was like in charge of roaches. He like commanded roaches or something like that. <laughs> um. I actually don't remember anyone else. Well, now I'm going to look it up. Is there uh, any other cartoon that you would want to be live action? Like, I'm thinking, like, old school Fairly Odd Parents. Like, should that be real? Um, Cat Dog was kind of a thing with Human Centipede. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) What? No, I don't think that. Okay. You trying to connect Cat Dog to the Human Centipede? I mean, there was this two two different people on one thing. <laughs> Some sort of crazy, like, in-universe thing. But it, yeah. But it's not like in Human Centipede, it was like one person would eat and then would shit in the other one's mouth, and then that would keep <laughs> going. But Cat Dog, they never show how that works, if it's like one eats and then the other one shits out their mouth and then vice versa. So... Yeah, I would watch an Angry Beavers live action show. 
How would you do the beavers then? Is it just guys Dude, dressed up I, in beaver costumes? Glad you asked. I would do like the old Mario Brothers movie where they're just actual people as plumbers. So it would just be like two dudes that are just angry beavers. Are they in beaver costumes? They're not in beaver costumes, but they're like fed up with their corporate life, so they go and move into like a dam type of Airbnb. Okay. <laughs> and they just get angry. Interesting. Um, all right, the last one I have before timeout is Paul Pierce, the truth. Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't have a good week. Nick had a very good week, it sounds like. He went to the Cubs games. He was smoking uh, pork shoulder, watching games. You look like you had a good week. Uh, the truth, I'll tell you the truth, he didn't have a good week. So for those of you that didn't know, or don't know, he went on Instagram Live to a whole 315 people, which is kind of the worst part. Uh, he had strippers at his house that he was just showing off on IG Live. He had a really uh, big poker game going on, and he was just really messed up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got fired, I totally understand. The fact that he got fired because he was doing an Instagram Live to 300 people is wild. Like, dude, if, if you ain't getting over a thousand, you gotta close that. Like, you, you, it's not worth losing your job over. I mean, it's clearly a blackout mistake. Like, he didn't know what he was doing. He wouldn't have done that if he, like, had control over his brain. <laughs> I could, I could see that he was blind. I mean, he looked messed up. He just like kept showing the strippers, and then he would just like pan over to his face. It looked like. The face you make when you had one too many and you're in like a, a bathroom alone, you look at yourself, and you're like, oh my God, this isn't a good look. <laughs> I got I to like splash some water on my face. He did that face like for 14 minutes. Like he just looked bad. So when you go on Instagram live, like what, did he announce it beforehand or did he just like, oh, I'm going live and then people like see it and like what the fuck is Paul Pierce doing going live right now? Well, you get a notification if you're following someone who goes on live. And so, like, well, Paul Pierce went live probably, like, really late at night. If only 300 people tuned in, because, you know, if someone sees late at night, anyone go live, people will check in. Like, I checked in on uh, Dave Montgomery once, and he was at his, like, little sister's, like, birthday party. And he was, like, go on Instagram live. And it was, like, only a few hundred people. And he was, like, how many people are on here? It was just, like, so random and so... Like, it's a window into their life that, like, is so weird. Mm. But this is, like, this whole nother level. Like, Paul Pierce was just hammered. And was like, <laughs> I'm going to do an Instagram Live. It's going to be funny. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. help me the whole time. It was nuts because it's like everyone around the world. Nick did pork butt and you were watching the games. Like, I was just, I think I was just hanging out. Paul Pierce just, it was the fact that he didn't look phased by anything the hundreds of thousands of dollars on the poker table the strippers giving him neck rubs the strippers just stripping in the background the fact that it was like you could tell that this is just this is another day like, mm-hmm. no you know nothing to see here not a big deal um that's what i was like dude you i get that you gotta act like you've been there before but like you're acting too much <laughs> like, this is something you do daily yeah, he's at home. Like he's like Beer was saying, it's a glimpse into his life. This is that's how Paul Pierce spends his time. 
I think he got fired because it was breaking COVID protocol. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was because of like the gambling and the strippers. I really think it's because he had a party. And like, it's it's hard to mess around with ESPN, man. They're owned by the the mouse ears. Disney doesn't mess around. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, I think because they're they're owned by Disney, that Disney's probably got some sort of like, we don't want our employees, you know, doing things like gambling or being around strippers and posting about it, that sort of thing. <laughs> on, like, a, on IG Live, like, yeah. on a live stream being like, hey, guys, like, there's a naked stripper behind me, but, like, I'm, like, he was, yeah. I, I, I have a feeling, like, a lot of employers would be upset if that happened, but um, especially someone like him, who's a prolific basketball player turned analyst, you know? Yep. You know, your job is to be in front of people, so. <laughs> you you got to think it was one of those days where he came downstairs in the morning, his boys that slept over on the couch, like, making breakfast or something, and they're like, you, you Bro. did some stuff last night. He's like, oh, no, what did I do? I blacked out. And they're like. Your phone's right I-? here. Get excited. Yeah. And he's like, You're you fired. went on Instagram live, and he was just like, oh, my God. Like, he was probably like, wow. And then I have a feeling that he was like, well, I didn't show the poker game, right? And they're like, yeah, you showed a lot of it. You showed all the money for some reason. And he's like, okay, um, well, I didn't show the strippers. Like, no, you showed them for about eight minutes. About eight (laughs) minutes. There was a lot of them. You, you like brought them up a lot. He's like, okay, like, did I show that there was a lot of people at my house? He's like, yeah, you almost took roll call. Like, it was, it was not a good look. You you checked off all the boxes for what you shouldn't do on a lot IG live during um, a pandemic. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, I liked that even like basketball players were like, "Wow, the truth is going nuts right now." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm I'm sad that he got fired. I, I I'm sure he'll end up somewhere eventually. I mean, he also has more money than God, so it's like I, I'm. I think, I think Paul Pierce is fine. Hopefully, he won the poker game. Yeah, maybe. You know, he won a couple maybe hundred he was a thousand winner. dollars in the poker game. Yeah, even though um, it, they're not playing Don Cows, they had a dealer there. <laughs> um, all right, let's go into the ranks. So the rank is going to be hometown local eats, the best restaurants you got in your hometown. So I'll go first. I'm I'm at home right now. I'm actually debating of which local spot that I'm going to get for dinner. But here's how it goes. Number four. Number four is going to be barbecue patio. Barbecue patio. Or I'm in Palatine, by the way. Um, barbecue patio is just this little joint that has, like, beefs, burgers, dogs, gyros, chicken tenders, mm-hmm. pitas, all that stuff. It's like a little Greek place. But it's super good, and they have one of the best barbecue sauces I've ever had. Um, I had the gyro today for lunch. It was fantastic, and it's dirt cheap. For a Euro plate fry and a drink, it's five dollars and ninety-four cents. I don't get it. Um, number three is gonna be Vinny's Pizza. Vinny's Pizza, it's not the best pizza in the world, but they do these giant slices and a uh, and a drink. And when I was a kid, it used to be a buck fifty, now it's all the way up to five dollars. Blasphemy. But it's so close to my house that we used to always ride our bikes there. So it's just a little nostalgic for me. It's good pizza. It's just not going to be like it's I, doughy, and I like. Uh, I, I like, like Vinny's pizza. pizza. Oh, you it's like good. Vinny's? Yeah, yeah. I like, like Vinny's. when you're talking about. It, I'm like, oh yeah, Vinny's. Yeah. Yep. We drive out to Palatine to go get it. 
Yeah, uh, Kayla had her first slice, and she was like, this is the best pizza I've ever had. And I was like, <laughs> wow. It, and it's also like, these are my hometown spots, so it's like, I never knew if they were good. Like, I really liked them, but I was like, I never had anything else. Uh, number two is going to be, bar- or I'm sorry, Brothers Ribs. It's this local barbecue joint. I think that's what I'm going to get for dinner. I'm going to get some ribs. But they have this thing called Smothered Fries, and all it is is a bed of fries, a ton of pulled pork and cheese on top, and then they put barbecue sauce all over it. It's phenomenal. And that, back in the day, used to be $4. I mean, it was amazing. Now I don't even know what it is. I haven't had Brothers Ribs in probably like six, seven years. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to go for the ribs. Just because you said Twin Anchors, now I'm Wes Craven's ribs. Uh, Number one is my favorite restaurant in the world. It's called Hang Wang. And I know it sounds like a sexual thing. Hang Wang. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Every time I told someone like that, they're like, you know, it sounds like you're hanging penis. And I was like, no, I got that. I, yeah, no, I got that pretty early. Hang going to Hang Wang. But uh, so Hang Wang has the best Mongolian beef I've ever had and the best egg rolls I've ever had. Uh, so we're getting that tomorrow as our last meal in Palatine. So I'm pumped for that. Um, but that's my... But the thing that makes their Mongolian beef the best is they put these crispy rice noodles. They're like, almost look like, uh, like puffed rice noodles. Mm. They're like super crunchy. Oh my God, it's so good. So that's my local eat. Mm. Very nice. So good. Yeah. That sounds good. I'm a big Finney's fan. I haven't tried Hang Wang though. You know. Hang Wang's just down the street. So next time you come out, we'll get it. Okay. Have to. Here, you go ahead. All right, so my number four, it's it was more of a high school spot we would get. Real quick, what is your hometown? I know Ar- but... Arlington Heights. Yeah, so I'm Arlington. from Arlington Heights, Mount Prospect, that kind of area. Um, so my number one is probably El Famous Burrito. Um, yes. I love El Famous Burrito. Um, oh. Or it's my number four. I'm sorry. I said number one. <laughs> it's my number four. I, my first one I wanted to say was number four is El Famous Burrito. It's so good. Um, it, it's like famous for a couple things. One, the burritos. I, I did this whole thing once. And this is like a really funny story. I'll have to get into it. But like going into my sophomore year, I did this whole fasting thing where I took a whole week and I didn't eat for a week. But the one thing I wanted at the very end of the week, I would drink water and drink coffee. Dude, it was crazy. What? But it worked. It worked. I actually interviewed for an internship and I got the internship three days into it. So like I hadn't eaten for three days and I got an internship during it. Like it was crazy. But we'll, we can talk about that later. But yes. We will. We, I remember you at the very end. You dropped in, you had like an eating disorder? I mean, I, I, it was, it was like, that. it was more like a, I wanted to test myself going into like <laughs> junior year of college and it worked. It was, it was really cool to do and really cool to try. Um, I don't I suggest anyone tries it, but, um, but like I did it. And then like the one thing I wanted at the very end was an L famous burrito, like the super burrito L famous. So, I got I that. It was incredible. Like, I remember I went, like, my whole thing was, like, making it till midnight on Saturday and, like, finishing that day of the fast. And, like, I went at midnight because El Famous is open 24 hours. So, like, hell yeah, we're going to go to El Famous at midnight. Uh, so it was, it was incredible. I still remember eating that burrito and dying, but it was awesome. That um, is the biggest Johnny move that I've ever heard. Like, that is, like, a secret <laughs> dragon thing to say where it's like, yeah, I just sometimes don't eat for a whole week. You're- like, that was the only well, that time that's happened. Yeah. It's it's a funny it's like that's when I think of El Famous. I think of like 
being so satisfied after not eating a whole week and having a super burrito in my hand. So it was great. Um, and the, my number three, I'm going to say it's Torrisi's Pizza. Um, the one right by my house is like owned by a guy that my dad went to high school with. So it's like we've known him forever. And like he makes like, his deep dish pizza, I think is like right up there with Giordano's and Lou's. And like, I think it's so, so, so good. But like, it's just a small pizza place. Like his little spot, it's like a little small one. Um, like it's kind of on the border. It's like in Mount Prospect, but yeah. Um, so that's Tortorisi's. Number two, I have JV's Brew and Q. It's a, kind of a newer place in Arlington Heights. It's a barbecue place. And like, that's the only barbecue place I'll get in Chicago, like in that area. But I'll have like stuff downtown. There's like smoke is really good in downtown Chicago. You guys should go there. If you got want good barbecue in Chicago, mm -hmm. that place is really good. But number like in Arlington Heights, in that area, JB's Brewing Q, like the brisket is really good. The pulled pork is okay. I mean, pulled pork everywhere is kind of iffy. I make the best pulled pork. It's okay. <laughs> but um, it's so good. They have like 64 beers on tap. So it's just like a really fun place to go and then just eat barbecue and drink. So it's like really cool. Um, and then number one is my favorite place. And it like just closed down, but I'm still putting it as my number one because it's my favorite you know, I, staple. It's called Eros. And it is a breakfast diner place in Arlington Heights that doesn't exist anymore. But I have gotten the skillet of arrows at least 500 times in my life. <laughs> and like, I think about that, that I won't I be able to have another arrow skillet. And it like breaks my heart like to this day, but I'm going to try to figure out how to remake it. But like, I would go there. Like I remember in elementary school when I was really little with my grandma, I remember I went there in middle school, like, after school once, like, I remember I would go like all the time to this restaurant and it was this diner, like you could walk to, from my house there and it had served all kinds of food. And it was also known as like an ice cream shop. So you could get like all kinds of ice cream there, but it was like, I love their breakfast there. So Eros is definitely number one. I'm not going to lie. I'm still not over that you didn't eat for a week, but I do really <laughs> like that. I have, have you ever so many questions in Arlington Heights. I'm sorry. Me and Hackneys? you've talked about it before. Gatsby used. Gatsby's. Yeah, I've I've had Gatsby's before. Yeah, Gatsby's good. is a good uh, bar. They have the best homemade ranch I think I've ever had. They've got really good chicken tenders. That was just a big, like, after sporting event. Um, yeah, I'm dumbfounded that you didn't eat. I, I, so, I, I can't we, believe this. Like, I need we to talk about that. Yeah, sure. Like, next next episode. We next talk episode. About it. it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It was like... It was like, oh, it was a cool idea, and then I had like this coffee that apparently would make you live for a week if you didn't eat and stuff, and it worked. Oh my it, god! Honestly, it worked. I was like, I was wired. Like you would think you'd be dead tired after not eating for a few days, but I was like, hopped up on caffeine because I was drinking so much of that coffee. So oh my god! It was so funny. It was a classic 2014 diet. That's uh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, uh, Nick. I don't know how I followed that up. <laughs> I just can't believe. Okay, uh, my hometown, South Bend, Indiana. Uh, number four, I have uh, the Crooked U. It's a place that opened up probably just like four or five years ago uh, along the river um, near downtown South Bend, which downtown South Bend has not been great, has not been a place that most people go, and there hasn't been a lot that's happened around um downtown or along the river, but they're slowly starting to build it up or have been over the last several years. Crooked U is a good example of that. They do really good barbecue. They brew their own beer. 
They have an awesome patio that overlooks the river. Um, just overall good spot. Some really, really good uh, food. And they have a lot of like, um, like Asian influence, like Korean dishes with their barbecue in it. So uh, kind of a unique spin on it. So that's number four. Number three, J.W. Chen's, which is a Chinese restaurant, also uh, near Notre Dame. I uh, used to go there a lot in high school, and the old Chinese lady who owned it would always give us, like, a huge plate of, like, free, like, honey chicken. Like, we'd be ordering our Ooh. stuff, and she's like, you guys go to mm-hmm. school near here, right? Like, yeah. And she's like, okay. She'd write something down, and she'd come out with, like, a big plate of, like, yeah, you need to try this. You need to eat this. Um, she'd always say, no no MSG in the, in our food. We all make, make it all in-house. No MSG. It's like, oh, wow. Okay. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> sure. But it was delicious. <laughs> Uh, number two, Rocco's Pizza, which is also near downtown. Rocco's, it's like in between downtown and Notre Dame's campus. Uh, it's been there since at least the 70s, if not before. Um, it's got a bunch of really cool pictures on the wall of, you know, famous people from Notre Dame that have come through and everything like that. Just a, a good, like, Italian-style pizza um, that you can't really get anywhere else. And then number one, this place called McCree's Deli, which was right down the street from where I grew up. Um just a, a, a good deli. When they first built the place, um, they had this scoreboard um, that said it, it was a it's supposed to be a reflection of when Notre Dame basketball beat UCLA basketball in like the 70s to end UCLA's like huge streak that they had. Um, so they had like Notre Dame 72, UCLA 71. So I always remember that. They had an awesome game room that you could go in with quarters and stuff. Um, so we used to go there a lot on... Um, Friday nights uh, with my family. So just a lot of good memories of that and some good deli food. All right. That, that's a really good one. Uh, South Bend. So you got like local eats and college mm-hmm. is a good like mixture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked, I liked all those uh, ranks. Um, I think we all know what I'm thinking. I'm still thinking about beer. Yeah. Uh, you, <laughs> you, you hit us with that. Yeah. Um, but no, all, all in all, really good ranks. I love El Famous Burrito. It's my mom's favorite. I remember always driving out to Arlington Heights, um, to go get it. I, I do really like it. Um, but no, that was, that was really good. Hopefully we get Johnny back next week or he's not even going to tell us what he did, but as long mm-hmm. as he's back and alive, I'll be like, oh, he didn't die this time. So we're good. Um, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, We will see you next week. Hope you guys had a good Easter. No one even mentioned Easter. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm assuming we all had a good Easter. And, uh, yeah, you know, we'll see you next week and just be safe. And uh, good talking to you guys.